Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Man, the news just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We ended yesterday's show at about 5.50, right before we hit the 6 o'clock hour, talking about the huge move. Packers trading Devontae Adams. Well, that's no longer the story anymore. That is old news because now we have new news. And you know what? It's even bigger than Devontae Adams. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Well, a deal is never done until it's done. Never assume something could be done no matter what you read in the media. Because while a lot of people thought Deshaun Watson was going to be going to either the Falcons or the Saints, he is going to the Cleveland Browns, a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. All of it, again, guaranteed. That's $80 million more than what Aaron Rodgers just signed for in the last week. Just kind of wondering if Aaron's going to hold out for more money, but that's another conversation. Texans will reportedly give up three first-round picks, plus at least two other assets. Some are referring to this as a Herschel Walker type of move. First of all, is it? No, because I think they're going to get more value out of Deshaun Watson than the Vikings got out of Herschel Walker, far more. It's just the primacy of the quarterback position. So now, once again, and we say this, Seems like after every breaking story, (laughs) how does this change the landscape in the AFC? Especially when only seven teams are going to get in. And you could make the case, Mace. You can easily make the case. There are about 10 teams that have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs in the AFC. And three are going to be sitting at home. Yeah. Because the AFC South might be in complete flux right now. Because the Titans are getting out of a cap crunch. That's what you know, they had to cut Julio Jones. They had to cut Roger Saffold. But they're still a team that got the number one seed when all was said and done, playing a good chunk of the season without Derrick Henry. But they're kind of on the back burner. But someone in the AFC South is making the playoffs. Hold on. Before, before you go yeah. any further, these teams all have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. Yes. The Chiefs, yeah. Broncos, mm-hmm. Raiders, mm-hmm. Chargers, that's four. Yeah. Bills, Patriots, Browns, Ravens, Titans, Bengals. That is 10 teams. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Baker Mayfield's going to be traded to someone. Seattle has the most to offer because they have that haul of picks that the Broncos gave them. Maybe Matt Ryan now wants out. Maybe he has the attitude that Baker Mayfield had, which was, I'm nobody's plan B. If Mayfield or Ryan go to the Colts, they're a playoff contender. Now you can make it 11. Mine goes to 11. Yeah. 
And that doesn't even include the variable of what if Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson mesh perfectly in Jacksonville. There's all because there's always an unknown. There's always someone who surprises you, right? Not this year. Yeah. It, it's not, gonna be no, tough. It's, it's going to be tough. Year. Not this year. It's going to be tough, but there's always somebody who is unexpectedly in the conversation. There look, I would take those like those eleven teams and say right now, which of those have super like can legitimately say we can be a Super Bowl team? I can I, I think everybody in the AFC West can say that. Everybody in the West can say that. I think that. everybody in the AFC North but Pittsburgh can say that. I think the Buffalo Bills can say that. Yep. The Colts could say that. The Colts, if they, get, if they get Matt Ryan or Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. they can say that. Nope. And then, of course, I mentioned the Bills, and that's that's and eight you, nine teams, and you can't eight to nine and you teams. and you can't even sleep on the Patriots. You 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 could kind of, yeah, you could. They just lost their best cornerback. They did, but I I still Mac Jones is a nice player. And yes, they might. He was in the, the Pro Bowl, but then again, so was Trevor Simeon a few years right. back too. Okay, so yeah. listen, it, it, I'll put it to you this way, and you might disagree with me. I've said this for a long time, and I know the market that I work in, which is Denver, and I understand my audience. I believe that in the 1980s, if the Broncos played in the NFC, they never would have made it to one Super Bowl. They had, they would have had to face. Joe Montana and the 49ers, the Washington Redskins, the Chicago Bears, or the Giants. And oh, by the way, in those three Super Bowl losses in the 80s, who did they lose to again by a big margin? They lost to the Giants, Washington, and the 49ers. And it's a good thing the Broncos didn't make it in 85 because they would have been smothered by that Bears defense. They didn't make the playoffs that year. That, that, that was a weird year, but that, that 89 year when they lost to the 49ers 55-10, the two wild card teams in the NFC had the same record as the Broncos in the AFC, and the Broncos were the number one seed, which mm-hmm. kind of tells you what sort of discrepancy there was. And oh, by the way, the two NFC teams they played that season in the regular season beat the Broncos at home. I think a lot of people might disagree with me, but hear me out. Put it in perspective just how difficult the AFC is. The Packers now have about $20 million in cap room. Mm-hmm. So they can go after a Cole Beasley. They can go after a Julio Jones. Cole Beasley would be perfect as a slot receiver. Yeah. right? And Julio Jones, I don't know if he's the same guy that he used to be. So they'll, they'll get some reinforcements at wide receiver. I am not so sure if the Packers are in the AFC, they'd even make the playoffs. Even with a two-time reigning MVP. I think there are only two NFC teams that you look at as playoff teams who would be in the playoffs in the AFC. Correct. That's Los it. Angeles and Tampa Bay. Right. And that's with Tampa Bay, that's... Like I was telling you on the phone earlier, Tom Brady's going to do it until he doesn't. You just assume that at this point with him. That they're going to be a really good team. Confidence level. 1 to 10. 10 being absolutely. 1 being no way. How confident are you that the Broncos make the playoffs this year? Uh, about a seven and a half. I'll put it about a six. I'll put it at about a six. The thing is, are they going to be better and more competitive? Hell yep. yeah, they're going to be that way. They are. One of the things that I that I even said last week, before these earthquakes continuing to shake the 
AFC landscape is that you have a new coaching staff that's going to be figuring out its way. Mm-hmm. You have a first-time defensive coordinator, a first-time special teams coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett has called plays and run an offense, but it's his first time as a head coach. And Justin Outen, as the OC, it's his first time as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. You're going to potentially have some bumps along the and way. You're going to have injuries, There's, too. Right. And by the way, to kind of show you the impact that one injury can have, look at Baltimore last year. They go to Cleveland in December. They're 8-4. and four. They look like they're in good shape to win the division, have a deep run in the playoffs, right? And then Lamar Jackson gets hurt. He doesn't play the rest of the season. They don't win another game. That's losing a quarterback. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, if you lose a quarterback for four or five weeks, if you're one of these teams, right. and unless you get a huge break schedule-wise, you're probably going to be out of the playoffs. So that's another thing. The best ability is going to be availability. The thing that may determine who's in the playoffs and who's not is keeping your quarterback upright. Because if the Broncos, let's say, let's say the Broncos like Seattle, let's say they lose Russell Wilson for three weeks, right? They're probably not making the playoffs. There's no margin for error. Okay, I'm going to ask you this, and I'll give you my answer. But I can promise you, you're not going to move me off my spot on this. I will bang this drum. I wouldn't try to move you off your no, spot okay. on this. But I will bang this drum all the way up until the start of the season. Okay. Give me one thing. Okay. One player, one grouping of players, one coach, one grouping of coaches. You have a full palette of what you can choose from. Give me one thing. It could be a person or people okay, that will decide on whether or not the Broncos go to the playoffs and, and, and take Russell Wilson out of it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's uh, obviously thing. because his health means everything. So outside of the quarterback, which we know is obvious. Edge rushers. Okay. You know Bradley I'm, Chubb and Randy Gregory. Okay. I, I, I could argue that point. We're about to find out just how good Cortland Sutton, Patrick, Judy, and Hamler are. Okay? We have talked about potential, haven't we? Man, if these guys had a quarterback, look how good they are. Look how good they can be. But the truth is, outside of one season with Cortland Sutton, these four have proven nothing. Now it's time to play. Now it's time to prove it. Because at the end of the day, when you look at Kelsey, Hill, and now Juju Smith-Schuster. How about that, huh? Okay. So oh. McCole, McCole Hardman is their fourth option. Yeah, okay. And then you look at what the Raiders bring to the party, which is, and we're going to talk more about this in the second segment, that their, their grouping of skill position players, which might be the best in football. And then you have Mike Williams and Allen Robinson and Austin Eckler. Don't forget Keenan or... or- or, oh, yeah, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen yeah, is pretty have... damn good. I mean, they got to figure out tight end because Jared Cook's a free agent. Yeah. But They have Waller. No, the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers. The Chargers, they brought back Donald Parham, but you know, he's showing some promise. But that's still in flux, but every other position in the skills is set. The point is, with every team I just mentioned. By the way, Allen Robinson's a Ram, I thought. I thought he was with the, he, he's with the, with the Rams. Oh, well, yeah. I got my L.A.'s mixed up then. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. No, I'm, I know I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. I don't know how I got that mixed up. It's LA. It's LA. Same stadium. It ha- right. they're, they're both blue and gold. It happens. <laughs> With that, <laughs> all of those teams have proven guys yeah. who have done it for years. The Broncos have plenty of potential, 
And if these guys don't perform like everybody thinks they can, Cortland Sutton, second-round pick, Jerry Judy, first-round pick, Tim Patrick, you know, street guy, for lack of a better phrase, and K.J. Hamler, second-round pick, Javante Williams, second-round pick. If these guys aren't who we hope they are, that's going to be, in my opinion, the difference in the season. But I could, if I, I could easily see you arguing the edge rushers. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a good argument. I mean, I know, and look, I, I know that they're that they're already in, in that building, really high on a Jerry Judy, right? Coming in and see the new coaches coming in and seeing what he can do. Um, but ultimately, like with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, both of them have had been waylaid by injuries. They got to stay healthy. With that, we will rank who has the best offensive weapons in the AFC next. Which team has bed, had the best offseason so far in the AFC West? I mean, the AFC, there's still plenty of other teams who have been ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. But how about the AFC West, which is the SEC <laughs> of the NFL? By the way, you've noticed that everyone's been saying that now? I believe you were first on this. I believe I was, too. And I, I tweeted out, and I gave you credit for it. Oh, I, said, I, quote, I quoted you <laughs> saying that several days ago. It's all right. Yes. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That's next. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. About to check outside the games. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda loaded with inventory so you can get the right car at the right price like the Mazda CX-5. How about the Mazda CX-30? You know in Colorado, specifically in Denver, the snowiest months are pretty much March and April. So you're going to want something that has all-wheel drive like the Mazda CX-30. Also has leather trim seats. Gas prices going up. How do you like this? 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. Take one for a test drive today. Siltahar, family-owned business for over 60 years, serving Colorado families. And remember, when you buy from Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay. Uh, Let's look at the offensive weapons in the AFC West and Mm. rank them. The Chiefs have Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and now... Juju Smith-Schuster. 
The Raiders have Carr, Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, Josh Jacobs, and that's a pretty good list. The Chargers have Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan McCardell, Austin Eckler. The Broncos have Wilson, Judy, Sutton, Hamler, Javante Williams. Who's got the best group of the bunch? And we're counting quarterback in this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely we are. Because of that, you'd still have to say the Chiefs, but it's close. Right. It is close. Patrick Mahomes is still the best until proven otherwise. Now that they have Juju Smith-Schuster, if they didn't pick him up today, I would have said the Raiders. I would have too. Okay. But see, but here's the thing. Carr is still a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, he's not. I mean, that, that we're talking about him being the fourth best quarterback in the league, but still, he's at the that, he's at the an, foot of the top ten. But you can still do everything you want to do with him, and I think there's going to be a little bit of a level bump with him working with McDaniel's. There might be, but you can make the case the top two offensive minds in football happen to be in the same division: McDaniel's and Andy Reid. Okay. Honestly, Mahomes is better than Carr, but I would take Adams over Hill. Yes, I would too. And I would probably, by a skosh, take Kelsey over Waller. Although I think that Kelsey, he's still a terrific tight end. Yeah. But he's probably entering the stage of his career where he kind of falls off just a tick. Who would you rather? And I think think next year I'd rather have Darren Waller. Who would you rather have, Renfro or Juju Smith-Schuster? Renfro. As would I. Renfro is becoming the current iteration of Wes Welker. He's a slot machine. And the Chiefs don't have a running back like Josh Jacobs. No. So with, Imagine if the Chiefs had taken Jonathan Taylor a couple of years back like I thought they should have. Right. <laughs> right. So what they have are four different guys as their skill position players. They all do different things. Mm-hmm. Right? You can make the case that Sutton and Patrick kind of do the same thing, right? Yeah. You have a great slot guy in Renfro. You have a beast in Waller. Adams, you don't even need to say anything more about that. And Josh Jacobs. And Brian, but, and Brian Edwards, he's kind of the, the other piece of that, but he made some big catches too. By the way, I don't mean to dog Devontae Adams, but I am going to a little bit. First of all, he's not the best wide receiver in football, and he's not close. The best wide receiver in football plays for the Rams. He had Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had the greatest season of a wide receiver ever, and that includes Jerry Rice. Different era, and I get it, but the greatest wide receiver ever. If you look at what Devontae Adams has done for his entire career, and it's an eight-year career, he wouldn't sniff the Hall of Fame right now, and he's played eight years. He's had two great seasons, back-to-back, but that's it. And oh, by the way... 2018, he had a great season, too. It was just the, the Packers struggled. That was the year that... But he had that 2018, he had... Nearly fourteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, and one hundred eleven catches. I, th- I thought I thought that year it was yeah. about eleven hundred yards. No, no, not not twenty eighteen. Then twenty nineteen, he finished just under a thousand yards. Three of the last four years, he has had at least one hundred and eleven catches, at least thirteen hundred and fifty yards, and at least eleven touchdowns. Who would you rather have, Adams or Cup, right now? Next oh, today year? I'd rather have Cup. I would too, and Clutch. By the way, if anybody watched the Super Bowl, Chargers, Herbert. Mike Williams, McCardell, Eckler. Broncos, Wilson. McCardell? 
I mean, not, or uh, Keen Ma- Allen. Keen Allen. Now, McCardell retired a long time ago. <laughs> Former he, Buck. I'm getting my K's mixed up. Okay. So, um, rank them. Rank the, the Chargers targets? R- rank, rank the skill Rank depth. the division. Oh, I, In the, terms of offensive weapons. I'd go, um, again, Kansas City because of Mahomes. Yep. Las Vegas. Yep. Los Angeles, Denver. Yep. Crazy, huh? And it's not like the Broncos are bad, but the thing is, they're they're unproven is what they are. Right. It's all this. They could be. Cortland Sutton could be the best nine ball threat in the NFL. Javante Williams could be the best power back in the NFL. Right. Jerry Judy is a terrific route runner. Tim Patrick is Mr. Dependable, and K.J. Hamler could take the top off of defense. But aside from brief bursts and flashes, we haven't seen it. Actually, the funny thing is of those, you know the one, the two that I have the most confidence in that I, I feel like are the most reliable at this point? Javante Williams and Tim Patrick. That's fair because you know what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting with those I, guys. I'm going to put... I'm going to put the Broncos ahead of the Chargers for this reason. Wilson's battle-tested. Is he a better thrower than Herbert? Maybe not, but he's still great. Okay, Mike Williams, to me, is the... M- Mike Williams, statistically, is no better than Cortland Sutton. He, his, his numbers are good. They're not electric. I mean, his best season was last year. He had 76 catches. That's not crazy high. He had that one year where he had 20 yards of cash, but only had two touchdowns. Right. When he was with Philip Rivers. The, the, the most yards he's ever caught in a season is a little over 1,100. Mm-hmm. All right? So he's not proven, in my opinion, as an upper echelon guy. Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen is proven. He is. But who would you rather have, Eckler or Javante Williams? Knowing what you know about Javante Williams. Ooh. Right. But then you're throwing. In. It's tough. I mean, right? I'd still say Eckler. Barely. He's a he. He's more proven as a pass catcher too. Okay, that's fine. But then you throw in the other weapons the Broncos have, who we didn't mention, Patrick and Judy and Hamler. So in terms of depth, there are more weapons. I will take them over the Chargers. But when you flip around to defense with pass rushing, it's a different yeah. story. Let's look at the offseason for both teams. Chiefs didn't have a lot of cap space, but they found a way to get Juju Smith-Schuster today. Broncos got Wilson, Gregory, DJ Jones. And if you have any delusions they're going to get Lael Collins, they're not. It's going to be a bidding war for him. They're probably not going to get him. And if he goes to the Bengals, holy cow, here we go again. Now Joe Burrow's going to be protected. And oh, by the way, now with the with the Deshaun Watson news, the Bengals probably feel some pressure No question. to make another move to to make sure they're fortified. Raiders didn't make a lot of moves, but they made two significant ones. Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. And they re-signed Max Crosby, too. Yeah, I'm, I don't count yeah. re-signing. I don't. I'm talking about new guys they brought in. Chargers, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day. Rank that. Rank those. Rank the off-seasons. Denver's number one because they level-jumped. Yes, I agree. They Just went, because of Wilson. Yeah, because all those other three teams were either were already contenders. Yeah. The Raiders were, I mean, it may have been smoke and mirrors at times, but the Raiders were a playoff team. 
And when they went against the Chargers in Week 18, they were, you know, it was a crazy game, but they won. So you you can't dismiss them and say, oh well, they they weren't they were they were already in contender status, right? The Chargers have already shown they can go punch for punch with the Chiefs. They beat them once. The other game went to overtime. They went to overtime with them back in 2020. They're on, in terms of head to head, they're on the same level as the Chiefs. But that the Broncos are number one because they were the only team that really level jumped in that group. Right. But then the question is, who's number two? And I would have to say, it's the Raiders. I mean, if if you really think of, and by the way, don't be surprised if they pick up. That was a Devin McCourty who they might pick up. Yes, yeah, former Patriot, and they have the money to do it. Here's the thing, though: you can get as excited as you want to about Gregory, mm-hmm. the guy that they picked up, but he's not better than Chandler Jones. He's not better than Khalil Mack, and both those guys were just picked up. And oh, by the way, the Raiders already have Max Crosby, and the Chargers already have Bosa. So Gregory walks into this division as the fifth best pass rusher without a reliable guy on the other side. And that's the thing. Both the Broncos' edge rushers have availability concerns, potentially. Because Bradley Chubb has basically has missed almost as many games he's played in in the last three seasons. Guy, sounds like the guy that they just picked up you know. in Gregory's having a press conference. And right that now. and honestly when you ask me like what's going to determine the Broncos success ultimately, it's it's the edges because if they can't deliver and the only way you can get pressure is by blitzing, you have quarterbacks who are going to eat you alive doing that. A key is going to be get pressure without the blitz. By the way, Randy Gregory having his press conference right now. We talked about it yesterday, how DJ Jones came out and said it. I came here because of Russell Wilson. Well, Gregory said at his press conference, Russell Wilson called Gregory probably eight times the first night of free agency Hmm. to recruit him. Maybe that's one reason why, not the only reason why. I mean, there are reports that Dallas put some things in the contract that Gregory wasn't happy about, but one reason why he's here, again, is because of Russell Wilson. And I'll, and I'll beat this drum if I have to. Guys aren't going to play with Aaron Rodgers. Guys are leaving Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Guys are coming here to play with Russell Wilson. And play. And you know what? Players have joined the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. We'll find out if uh, players join the Chargers because of Justin Herbert, but I think I think that will end up happening. And we know that a reason why Devontae Adams wanted to go to the Raiders was because of Derek Carr. Right. Well, do you, do you, well they're living next because door the, to each other. They go, the two, now two of them go back a, a decade. They, they're living, yeah. they're, they're next door neighbors now, <laughs> yeah. literally. Next door neighbors. I was told by Pritch, actually, because uh, he and I were texting back and forth. And there was a report that came out, but you're like, oh, I don't know if I really believe this website, yada, yada, yada. Um, last week, Devontae Adams bought a $12 million house yes. right next door. To his friend, his college teammate. They're basically BFFs. Right. Derek Carr. Now, when people looked at it, well, maybe he'll go to the Raiders and maybe that'll be his second home in Vegas. Who doesn't want a second home in Vegas? Well, you know what? Now it's his first home. By the way, uh, Gregory was asked at the press conference, not surprising, about all the suspensions that he had for marijuana use. And he said, 
I have a well-documented history. I've done a lot of growing up over the last few years. Well, if he has, then you know what? Then maybe the Broncos truly have the player that they really need. Coming up after the break, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Odds in Vegas have shifted around for who's going to win the Super Bowl. Top two teams, Bills and Buccaneers. No surprise. So, if somebody said to you, you can have both of those teams to win the Super Bowl or the field, what are you taking? That's next. Protect yourself against upsets this March with Back at Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls one leg short. Parlays are great because you could turn a small bet into a big payday. I did that during the NFL season, and I was fortunate enough to win big. And with cash out, the ball is in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want to before the game is over. This is what I love about FanDuel Sportsbook. Easy to use, love their promos love the odds boost plus you're going to get paid in as little as 24 hours new to FanDuel Sportsbook sign up with my promo code mile high then you can bet the bracket all tournament long again my promo code is mile high you must be 21 years or older and present in Colorado if exactly one leg loses refund issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days NCAA tournament SBK wager required restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Something else from the Randy Gregory press conference that is going on right now. He said there was a point in time I didn't think I would be here. There was a point in time I didn't think I would be in the league and be here. It's a big deal that the Broncos believed in me. And again, he said Russell Wilson called him at least eight times that first night to recruit him. Also, uh, we talked about at the top of the show, Deshaun Watson armed with a $230 million guaranteed deal. And now Baker Mayfield is going to get his wish. Per Evan Massey, who has worked for a lot of different and still does organizations, he's been featured in Forbes, ESPN, Yahoo, Fox Sports. He is reporting per a source the Seahawks are making a push for Baker Mayfield. And as others reported, the Colts are also having discussions. He continues to write, this could heat up quickly. Now, here's the thing. The Seahawks have more draft capital this year because the the, Colt, the the Seahawks have three picks in the first 41. They have the Broncos pick, number nine overall. And, of course, they traded their own pick, the Jamal Adams deal, so they don't have that. So they have the Broncos' 
first round pick, number nine overall. They pick back-to-back picks 40 and 41 uh, in the second round. That's the Broncos pick and their own pick. So they have three draft picks before the Colts' first pick at 42, which they got as part of the Carson Wentz deal because the Colts traded their first round pick for Carson Wentz to Philadelphia last year. So simply put, this: the Seahawks could say, well, we can give you two twos yep. this year, and both of those are just above where the Colts pick. The Colts can't do this probably without 2023 draft capital being involved. Would you take a first-round pick next year or two twos this year? First-round pick next year, easily. Me too. And that's and that's what the Colts might have to do, which would be, right. be very interesting if their chase of a quarterback means they get rid of another future first-round pick. That would be worth it. But then again, you better be willing to pony up if Baker Mayfield has a good season. But here's the other thing. If I'm the Colts, I actually try to, if if I do this and I trade next year's first round pick, I immediately start working on an extension for Mayfield. He's got the, he's playing on the fifth year option this year. I, I would try to work on an extension two years beyond that. By the way, George Payton currently speaking at the press conference saying we're getting low with the cap. Uh, I looked it up. They have about $9 million left under the cap. But remember, over half of that, even though they don't have a first-round pick this year, right? they're still going to have to spend probably at least half of the $9 million, if not more, on their rookie draft class. So Peyton said we are getting low with the cap, but we have room to do some things. We are open on an extension with Wilson. We did make this trade not to have him here. for. We didn't make this trade to not have him here for a very long time. So maybe what they do is they do the extension, but they would have to get it done fast, give them a lot of upfront money, and I'm sure the new owner will be thrilled to know that's what they're spending, but they could lower Wilson's cap number and then maybe use that money to go after somebody. Yeah, but the question is, is is it worth it? Because you don't want to kick too much into the future because he is going to have his price tag go up and I think one, th- I don't think we'll do the Bron- it now. Yeah. Well, but I think the thing is, if you want to get some relief right now, you end up having to pay for it later. Right. I don't think that's the, what, what the Broncos really want to do here. I think they want to kind of keep this thing not on a credit card. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here we go. Bills and Buccaneers, favorites to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs, 8.5 to 1. Broncos, Chargers tied at 15 to 1. Raiders, uh, last this morning they were thirty-eight to one. I think that has dropped to like twenty-five to one. Packers eleven to one. Rams twelve to one. If you had to bet right now, and you are given the Bills and the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl or the field, what are you taking? Taking the field. Too many good contenders. I think if you were talking about betting on those teams to be the number one seed, I would take those teams to be number one seeds. Especially when you consider what they've got in their respective divisions, which now that Deshaun Watson is going to the AFC North and not the NFC South, the Bucks don't have much in their way. The Bills don't have much in their way. 
in the East. I think I think both teams are going to be number one seeds. It doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. And we've seen teams, uh, plenty of teams, go in and win on the road lately in the playoffs, big games. So I'm, I'm taking the field just because there are more teams. I think the Bills have the best roster in football. Both sides. Now that they've added Von Miller. And they have an electric quarterback. But then again, a lot of teams have electric quarterbacks. But I think the road is going to go through Buffalo. No doubt. And the road might go through L.A. again. But I, I would bet on the Buccaneers just because of Brady. I, I would be more inclined to take the Bills or the Buccaneers and give you the field. I would. Because I think this might be the Bills' year. And Von Miller's terrific in the playoffs. And the Bills already have a very good defense. And I'm not worried about Ken Dorsey being their offensive coordinator with Brian Dayball leaving. Guys, what do you think? By the way, George Payton said they'd like to bring back both Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan. Right. But that will require some restructures. I think they're going to have to restructure. I don't know if you do it with... It's not a good look if you do it, though. With Patrick and Sutton, who just signed. No, it would be more likely to be uh, Purcell, Garrett Bowles, Mike yep. Purcell, yep. even Justin Simmons a year in. Yep. But it, it, it wouldn't affect the amount of money they get. It's all about simply, it's all about converting salary to bonuses. Right. And then it hits, and then it hits at a future point. Again, you're putting a little bit of on the, on the credit card. You're trying to get some relief right away, but... That's the only way you're going to get in both Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan is uh, is if they're restructures. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it, Alex. On the other side, we'll talk NFL jersey sales as we have a new leader in the clubhouse there, as well as how MLB experts think the Rockies made out in the signing of Chris Bryant. That's all coming up on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, since Russell Wilson was introduced as a Denver Bronco on Wednesday, he has the top-selling NFL jersey across the Fanatics network of sites. Uh, If you two were football fans and not sports media members and did not root for a certain team, which current player's jersey are you most likely to buy? Well, asking Andrew is the right guy because I've never bought a jersey in my life. I just cannot walk around with somebody else's name on my back. So I'm the wrong guy to ask. But I'll answer the question. Mace, you go first. Well, I'd say, like, big, part of it is, like, my own experience professionally. I would be, I would probably buy a Shaq Barrett jersey if I could buy any. Good dude. 
playing for Tampa Bay. I, I would wait until the orange uh, Bucks jerseys come back and that buy one of those. That would be next year. But they're, they're well, the, the orange is going to be their alternate. I'd buy one of two jerseys. I'd buy either Pat LaFontaine, who I covered in Buffalo, who's one of the most unbelievable human beings I've ever met, and a close second, and it's not a knock on him, would be Joe Sackett. Oh, I thought it was current players. Is it current? Uh, I was or thinking current players because Russell Wilson just overtook the, the lead okay. for current player jersey sales. Hmm. I mean, if it's former players, I guess I can just go through my list in my closet. I've got I've got um Henry Aaron. Yep. I've got Phil Necro. Yep. You know. I've got uh, Chipper Jones. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I do Jokic. Good dude, great player. How's that? Oh uh, yeah. Jokic would be uh mine mine as well. Yep. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, the MLB experts at ESPN gave the Colorado Rockies a C-minus for the seven-year, $182 million contract they dished out to Chris Bryant. Uh, As to compare, they gave the Dodgers an A-minus for the signing of Freddie Freeman. Uh, What grade do you give the Rockies for signing Chris Bryant? What were their reasons with the C-minus? Uh, just, just not in too much money. Um, obviously, the Nolan and Story and John Gray things were into play, um, but I think a little too much money was the main thing. Yeah, I, I think C minus is actually pretty fair. Don't you know? They're probably going to regret those last couple of years. I think they might, but at the end of the day, they desperately needed a bat in that lineup, and that was the going price. So that's what they had to pay, and they probably had to pay a premium. Because Scott Boris is the agent, doesn't have probably the greatest relationship with Dick Monfort after Monfort was leading the owners in the lockout talks. I'm sure Boris said, if you really want him, you're paying a premium. And that's what he had to do. By the way, Freddie Freeman has become the 21st century version of Bobby Bonilla. As a lot of that money is deferred to Freddie Freeman, Starting in 2028 and going up to 2040. So he'll be getting paid well after he's retired. Well after he's retired. Just like people in baseball refer to it as Mm -hmm. Bobby Bonilla Day, the day he gets paid and he hasn't played forever. $57 million of it is deferred. And, And so he will, from 2028 through 2040, he will, uh, He'll end up getting, I, be, I believe it's uh, $4.5 million a year or thereabouts. $4.38 million a year. Not bad if you can get it. Makes it makes Bobby Bonilla's, uh, I think it's $1.4 million look kind of, kind of quaint by comparison. Right, right. All right. Yesterday, uh, I believe after we got done with the show, number 15 seed St. Peter's took down number two seed Kentucky. Only the 10th time in NCAA tournament history that a 15 seed has beaten a two seed. Uh, do you give more credit to St. Peter's for pulling the upset or place more blame on Kentucky for taking the Peacocks lightly uh, en route to their early exit from the big dance? Kentucky had no business losing that game. They're a bunch of... But here, th- this, is, this is the simplest way to put it. That Kentucky roster is loaded with McDonald's All-Americans. St. Peter's roster is loaded with guys who have eaten at McDonald's. Did you see the yeah. disparity in the coaching salaries, too, between the oh, assistants the, between for five, Like five assistants yeah. are, are getting paid upwards of 800000 and mm-hmm. St. Peter's head coach is getting paid about two fifty, roughly? Yeah. Shaheen Holloway. And that's $250,000 to live in the New York metropolitan area. Yeah. 
and imagine what their assistants are making at St. Peter's too. Yeah, it, it 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 was it was a great story. But did Kentucky take St. Peter's lightly? Yes. Yeah. I think their fans really took them lightly as yeah. well. And that and it was actually interesting because that was one of the upsets where the it wasn't the entire building rooting for St. Peter's. Kentucky probably had most of the people in the building for that. And so it really was kind of a kind of a road game yeah, for St. Peter's going in and doing that, which made it all the more impressive. Did you see what I put on Twitter last night after uh, St. Peter's won? No, what did you say? Yeah. I said, somewhere up there, somewhere up there, Adolph Rupp is cursing Kentucky while he still believes he only needs to recruit white players. Oh, man. Oh, man. A legendary bigot. Yes. And if anybody gets upset with me about saying that, you can meet me in the parking lot. I mean, the, the track record of, Ad- of Adolph Rupp is, is well known. By the oh, way, another interesting... His name is Adolph! Yeah. The other, Are you kidding me? Well, the other interesting thing about that game last night, if you look at like all the quote-unquote blue bloods, UCLA, Kansas, Carolina, Duke, Michigan State, Indiana... Indi- Indiana. They've all... Man, lo- terrible. They've, all of them... Terrible. All terrible. of them have lost at least once as a top-four seed. Well, Kentucky they, had not in the first round. Yeah. Kentucky had not. It was, it was just Kentucky's turn. Here's the thing, man. Okay, I hear what you're saying about that interesting stat, and it is when you've been to the tournament as much as them, it's bound to happen. It, that's what I mean. It, when you when you punch a ticket, yeah. pretty much every year, except for Indiana, who's just been flat out rotten. You said to me, "What did you think of the game yesterday?" I said, "I didn't even bother watching it." Yeah, if you're a, if you're a great program, you're going to have a night like that. Right. At some point, it's gonna, it, you know, and, no and excuse seven night. Like I was actually listening to Kentucky post game show and listening to people calling in because you know they were obviously really upset. Do we able to understand them? Of course. Well, I'm from the South, so I can understand people in the South. But like, like Duke has Lehigh and Mercer, right? Right. Indiana has Richmond and Cleveland State. Oh yeah. Virginia has UMBC. Kansas has Bucknell. The Kangaroos. UMBC no, kangaroos. No, UMBC golden. The UMBC retrievers. Oh, oh I thought you meant uni- no, Kansas City. The UVA lost to Maryland, Baltimore, Baltimore oh. County, and now Kentucky has St. Peter's. That's just every great program has. Syracuse, has, has something like Syracuse has had some disasters. Vermont, too. they've got Richmond. Catamounts. The, yeah, they right. got they've got Richmond too. Richmond's got a lot. Right. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You buy a car, you're going to want to test drive it first, right? You can do that with the appliances, especially when you're spending that type of money, not to mention their sales staff really makes the difference because they're going to ask you the right questions and make sure you get what you need. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. A little bit of breaking news real quick. Um, According to uh, Mike, Mike Cliss of Nine News, Mm-hmm. We're talking about players converting uh, their salary to roster bonuses. Yep. Tim Patrick has converted six point nine million of his of his bo- of his roster bonus to a signing bonus. Yep. Which will save the Broncos about four point six million in cap space. That should get you Kareem Jackson back if you want it. Yeah. Basically, right. that's. I mean, there there are there are tricks that you can do. It kicks a little bit more to next year on the accounting, but that's you know. That that's how that's how you can try to squeeze it all in. I don't how think was that, he able to do that? He was just talking to the media ten minutes ago. How was he able to work that deal that fast? Uh, I guess he. I I yeah, get. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? He was, he was know, done before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, good for Tim Patrick, a guy who wasn't wanted, and now and now he's got extra cash in his pocket. 
Good for him. Well, it's, no, it's the same amount of cash. No, what I'm saying is he's he's he getting does. it up front. Yeah. Right. Doesn't no. have to wait for it. He doesn't, yeah, doesn't have to wait for it, and it saves cap space. But right. It, 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 but it's a procedural thing. You get the same amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, coming up after the break, and we are way over time heading into this particular break. As a Broncos fan, would you rather play in the AFC West or would you rather play in a division like the NFC North? I think the answer I'm going to give you is going to totally surprise you. And you can probably guess what that is now. See you, bye. On my way to you. Oh, yeah.